Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing is brought to you by Influential, a strategic consultancy that takes the guesswork out of influencer marketing for your brand. We provide much-needed strategically crafted frameworks on how to implement influencer campaigns specific to your brand needs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fabulous edition of Coffee Conversation about Influencer Marketing. This is an exciting, exciting, exciting episode. We are excited. And that's my partner in influence, Anne Dolly. Anne, how are you? I'm well, Cynthia. I'm surviving the load shedding, surviving the rain, but we're all good. We're yeah, dry we're and we're good. safe now. <laughs> all right, so let's sink our teeth right into this meaty thing of ours. So, ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is... Tom Ogantola. He is in the top 50 list of the biggest voices in influencer marketing globally. He is world-renowned speaker and educator on influencer marketing and has worked with almost all of the Fortune 500 companies you can ever think of. Tom, welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, hey, thank you for having me, guys. I'm really thrilled to be here. Uh, please let them know where you're joining us from. Uh, I am based in Houston, Texas. Wonderful. (laughs) We've got a real cowboy in the house today. (laughs) I don't know about that. uh... Tom, we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving us this time. And also just sharing your wealth of knowledge on influencer marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love talking about influencer marketing. It's very exciting to me. Yeah. So so let's, let's, let's jump right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. I'm a, well, I'm an influence marketer um, and I specialize in working with larger firms that are looking to get beyond content marketing, social media marketing and other strategies like that that are rather well known. And pretty much everybody is doing them at this point to one, you know, in one way or another. Yeah. And uh, the problem, though, that they're encountering with a lot of the, the, the strategies is that they're hitting a wall, meaning so many places, companies, organizations, individuals are putting out content every day. Okay. That it's yeah. becoming more and more difficult to, to sort of cut through that Internet noise yeah. um, and reach the, the real ideal consumer, the consumer you want to talk to. Yeah. So influencers are a way around that. And they provide a path directly to those consumers that you want to speak to, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's for a, a consumer product or whether it's for a, a business to business product. Yeah. yeah. Product. How easy is it to to establish that uh, path to consumer for brands? It's not diff- It's not really that difficult. Yeah. It's just a matter of, a, you know, a few things need to be in place. Right. So before you start anything, you should yeah. really sit down and map out. All right, what do we want to achieve here? He's, so, going, he's going to say strategy, and he's going to I, say strategy. I'm yeah, getting very excited. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's all about it's all about knowing what your objective is. So yeah. if you're trying to read a reach a certain kind of consumer, certain demographic, certain uh, uh, economic strata, right? If you know if they're if you're looking for you know, ultra rich people, or you're looking for middle class, you're looking for you know, yeah. people that are starting out in business or something like that. I mean, it doesn't matter really, yeah. but you have to know who that consumer is, is and that will lead you to developing a strategy to reach out to the right influencers who speak to those people. I that, love that's, that's, that's That's profound. And how did you get into influencer marketing? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, I got to tell you the truth, guys. Please I do. Fell into it. I fell into it because okay. at the time, back in like 2000, let's go back to like 2008, uh, 2009. That's I right was, in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was at uh, HP, the computer company, and I was a PR manager there uh, worldwide level, and I was handling consumer laptops uh for them so right. uh, any consumer laptop that was being announced worldwide i had my fingers involved oh, fantastic. With somehow or other, right and uh so what ha- what was happening though is that because the economy was going downhill and banks were closing and all yeah. these terrible things were happening uh well that cascaded throughout the entire economy because uh, you know publications were going out of business yep. and reporters were leaving their jobs and going off to do other things. Yeah, and yeah, true. The problem was is that 
like a company like HP at the time, we relied a lot on publications to to get to our consumers, no, of right? Course. We really, yeah. To get to our target market, our target audience, we relied on those publications. So if they're closing up, I'm sitting there wondering with my colleagues there in HP, well, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, who, <laughs> who are we going to work through? So <laughs> my workaround, the thing I decided to do was to reach, start working with bloggers because blogging mm. was on the ascendancy. Yes. Yeah. It was starting to get real traction most of the social media platforms were either just beginning or mm -hmm. really nascent. So there really weren't influencers on there. And some of them didn't even exist, like Instagram. That no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, we worked with bloggers. And once I started doing that, I mean, it was a little scary at first. Because, you know, honestly, a couple of them were teenagers <laughs> who worked out of their basements or something. <laughs> and uh, But they had, they had their blogs had big followings. So... You know, we vetted them a little bit, did an assessment, uh, and essentially started working with them. I had to get their, I had to get their parents to sign off. Of course, <laughs> yeah. That is so <laughs> ridiculous okay if you think about with it. Us and, you know, because what we did was we sent review units, review computers, yeah. to each individual blogger to check out, and um, you know. Most of the time, we asked to send them back, but then after a while, we decided to do a different strategy, and that was we gifted the laptop to them. It's a smart uh, strategy. Then, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then in turn, we asked them to give it away to yeah. a lucky reader of their blog, and they created these little contests and things like that to do that, and that excited the readership more because, heck... <laughs> you know, now you now you have the chance to to win something on exactly, top of just, yeah. you know and going to all, the blog and and we all love free things. Let's just be honest. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and, and and you know if you're following somebody and you're really into what they write about and you're you know really into technology yeah. or yeah. something or laptops and what you can do with them and everything. I mean, this is exciting because it's of like, course. hey, maybe I can win that laptop, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's face it, laptops aren't cheap, and. No. Um, <laughs> You know, to, to get the one you want, you know, might be even more, a little more expensive. So it, it's an opportunity to win something like that. And from there, I, you know, I just kept going. Um, and once I left HP, I joined a small consultancy and we specialized in influencer marketing. And at that point, I, I started working with B2B clients. Okay. So All right. And then that was a whole nother Kettle of <laughs> yeah. set of challenges, right? <laughs> I can only imagine. But Tom, that's really interesting that you obviously got into the influencer kind of industry right when it started with the bloggers, right? Um, in comparison, if you look back in the last 12 years, how has things changed? Uh, it's changed dramatically. Um, some, of the, some of the biggest changes are the fact that now these social media platforms have really become prominent. So you got YouTube, you got Instagram, you got Twitch, you've got TikTok, you've got, you know, I mean, just go right yeah. down the list, right? Yes. And you've got influencers now who specialize in those platforms. Mm. Um, and I think the, some of, you know, I think the most popular ones right now to, to look at for most companies, for many companies, is, is Instagram and YouTube, right? Yep. Uh, so... But, you know, my my personal philosophy is that I look to see where my target market mm -hmm. is. And then I then I look for the influencers yeah. that that speak to those people and have relationships with them and are trusted by those people. So exactly. it doesn't matter. The platform to me almost doesn't matter. It's the influencers themselves that matter the most. 100%. And you said an interesting thing earlier. You said you obviously started out working with bloggers and now social media has gained so much traction. Do you think bloggers are still relevant, even if they're not oh, on social media? Oh, absolutely. They're abs they're, I think they're, they're coming back in terms of their relevancy. I agree and with there's that. A, a couple, there's a couple of reasons for that. One, some of the social media platforms well, uh, they're not exactly trusted today, and I'm not going to name names. Name those names, Tom. <laughs> and not today. Well, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Everybody yeah. in your audience is pretty yeah, savvy. They know who I'm talking about. Um, so, uh, you know, that causes, that causes problems, number one. Number mm. two, 
um, many of the influencers deal with algorithmic changes mm-hmm. on yeah. the platforms, and that can affect their viewership, the readership, the you know the amount of people that are liking, commenting, engaging with them. So I think what they're starting to do is, and this is something I've evangelized to them from the very beginning: have your own blog. Mm, so you've got your own platform. Yeah. Instagram or whatever you're doing, you've got to have your own property because on your own property you can manage every aspect of that, and you don't have to worry about, you know, the language you're using or whatever. You can do things just the way you want to do. Now, so granted, true. yeah, the search engines are going to play with their algorithm. You know, they're going to yeah. play with the algorithms, and you're going to have to deal with that. But the blog is your property, and if you build it up over time, you're going to have a very nice following no matter what. And you can evangelize that that blog and that content on all of your social channels. Yeah, that's so true. So it's, it's it's an added it's an insurance policy in my mind. Yeah, I just wanted to confirm that because that's what I've been thinking lately, and everyone kind of seems to just kind of leave blogging for Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, and I'm just thinking, oh, you can do all three, and it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's one other thing to keep in mind, and that is that anything. Uh, that's like on a blog or even a video is searchable for a very long time. Correct. Yeah. So, so if you write about, you know, a particular product now, I mean, that blog post can be found for months, even years later. Exactly. I can still find stuff that was written years ago when I was at HP by some of these bloggers, true, or some true. of the laptops. Now, granted, the product is way outdated now, <laughs> but the content is still there. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and that can help the brand in terms of its, you know, establishing the thought leadership, you know, continuity, uh, brand reputation, and all these different aspects which you know brands naturally consider when they're when they're engaging in any kind of marketing strategy. Yeah. So over the last couple of years, we've obviously seen influencer marketing exploding. And in South Africa, especially over the last two years, we're a bit behind you guys over there in the USA. So we always look to kind of you guys for direction because we can see the trends forming and it trickles down to us. Um, So we've also then started seeing that um, influence marketing is starting to be part of most brands' media kind of plans. Would you say that influence marketing is mainstream media now? Uh Okay, uh, it depends on the, the market segment you're looking at. So if you look at the consumer segment, yes, yes, I think that that's becoming very prominent. I mean, it's, it's influencer marketing is now, I think, an established yeah. strategy within digital marketing itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's got, you know, I think enough firms have engaged in it or are about to engage in it that, you know, they feel pretty confident that it's, it's real and it can produce results for them. On the B2B side of things, it's still very nascent. It's still in its yeah. infantile stages. And that's because they have found it difficult to figure out which influences to work with, how to work with them, because mm-hmm. it's not just a matter of activating some people on Instagram. No. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a, bit it's a little bit more involved, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, if you're, your sales cycles are longer, the services and products that you provide are much more expensive. Uh, you know, it's it's a matter of another business buying them. It's not a matter of an individual necessarily. Hundred uh, percent. Now, individual relationships still matter. The sales teams, you know, have relationships. You know, yeah. there's, there's 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 lots of different components to it. Uh, but it's a, it's a little bit more involved. So let, let me put it to you this way: nobody buys a Komatsu excavator, <laughs> a piece of heavy equipment, <laughs> machinery. Because of an Instagram post. No, I'm not going to be influenced to buy one of those. <laughs> nah, today. not going right? to happen. Yeah, it's not like the guy <laughs> buying that is going to be like, "Hey, I saw that on Instagram, and that Komatsu looks great. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Tomorrow in you know, my backyard." A, yeah, well, I don't know how much they cost. Seven hundred fifty thousand or dollars or something. Oy I mean, vey. that's just crazy, right? So <clears throat> nobody does that. But you know, there's a process that they go through yeah. uh, to evaluate, and you know, they 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 check out the different brands against each other and they've got different sales relationships and all that plays into it. So yeah. it's a, it's a bit more involved. So on the B2B side, it's still very nascent, um, but it's evolving and they're really mm-hmm. starting to, to, to get involved with it now because they notice that the content they're putting out on social media channels and whatnot, is really like hitting a wall. It's like, there's so much out there that they're not getting much traction with it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now they need to go to a different route. And actually, you know, we all know this instinctually. People buy from people. They don't buy from things. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Right. So that's part of what the influencer marketing strategy provides. It's it's putting a personality behind something. Right. It's, it's, exactly. It's getting yeah. it a little, you know, it's a, humanizes it. You know, so if you guys, you know, for instance, were to talk about a product or a service and talk about how you're using it, where you're using it, you know, how it's making your life better, things like that, that resonates with people. Yeah, yeah. it comes right? back to that peer-to-peer -peer recommendation. I want to hear from someone who's used it and who's who's unbiased, rather from a company who's telling me how amazing they are. I mean. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So on that note, we also in South Africa is starting to see that um, brands are starting to think differently about influencers and how they actually strategize around them to get the best out of their marketing. But um, in your mind, how important is influencer marketing strategy upfront before you even think about implementation? Well, it, again, it depends upon what you want to achieve. So mm -hmm. you got to look at that. You've got to be very clear about your goals. No, definitely. Yeah. Right. So if you've got those clear, um, influencer marketing is in my mind, best done in conjunction with other strategies. I 100% so, okay. agree yeah. with that. You, yeah. you can do it on its own. I mean, and some consumer brands have done that. I think the Daniel Wellington watch brand is one that's really It's one know, of my favorite, favorite brands to watch when they're doing influence marketing. They've just done mm -hmm. such an amazing job on a shoestring budget. They, they really have. And I, I, on a shoestring budget, that's a great, that's a great point to, to, to make there. Uh, and it's very economical if it's done right. So yeah. those guys have done a great job of, of really leveraging that strategy and yeah. maximizing it to its fullest potential. However, most established brands are already doing some marketing. Yeah, they're doing content, they're doing social media marketing, they're doing traditional marketing, they're doing events, they're you know they're doing all sorts of things. They're working with industry analysts. They're they're doing all you know their work. They've got a PR team. So influencer marketing is is really best for an established brand when it's integrated into all of those other things right and you know that way you can <clears throat> you can integrate some of your other strategies which are already performing well and it can you know influencer marketing can help enhance them no exactly i always say that to clients if there's other marketing things going on just plug in influence marketing to amplify that messaging just to a wider audience that's relevant exactly yeah yeah exactly so, so the the foremost take out of all our podcast sessions is that um, there needs to exist a roadmap when you want to play in this influencer marketing space, and we, we cannot uh, underscore enough the need for a strategy. But on the reverse, what happens when you just go in there without a strategy? So you don't know your objectives. Yeah. You don't know anything. You just you just only influencer marketing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, there's some things that are going to happen there, um, <laughs> and I I've I've dealt with this many times with some of my clients for yeah, instance, sure. <laughs> a client came to me you know last year saying look i spent twenty thousand dollars on some influencer marketing Ouch. i believe that it works but i spent 20 grand with this firm they told me they could help me get and i got zero out Oof. of it Oof, Not that's a nothing. big lesson Boom. to learn on 20 grand <laughs> yeah so i i i and she you know she she was you know running a health oriented brand you know had a health product mm. um they were doing very well with some other marketing strategies she wanted to get you know she was thinking the right way she was she's sure. thinking i'm gonna i want to get influencer marketing you know and, and integrated with the other strategies and that way we'd be performing really really well and uh uh you know i i looked at who the influencers were that this firm had recommended mm. and yeah. i went through them one by one with her and i said these are the reasons why this didn't work because mm. they were just choosing influencers out of the blue Oof. that talked at one point or another about some kind of health thing. Now, oh, health no. is a big topic. So, yeah, too. You know, now granted, there are people who talk about general health, but if you're going to talk about what her product was around was digestive health, mm. well, if the influencer's talking about heart related health and then it switches to <laughs> digestive health, it's kind of like yeah. weird to the audience. It's a bit right? inauthentic. <laughs> like, yeah, true. <laughs> Yeah, it seems inauthentic, right? Uh, it's not genuine. It's like obvious that this is a sponsored spot, a, a sponsored mm. post or, or article. And that doesn't resonate with the audience. Suddenly no. the audience is like, well, I'm interested in heart health with you. 
and suddenly you're telling me about you know digestive health and that's <laughs> not my problem here you know i mean that's not what i'm interested no, in so exactly that was so you get what i call incongruity mm. right so you want to be congruent so that so that can there are a lot of nuances to that and you've got to take a careful look so if you jump into it and you just start working with some influencers you're going to probably find you know you'll get lots of likes and comments and things like that but there won't be a lot of other roi there won't be a lot of people coming back to look at your brand um there won't be there won't be that you know there, there certainly won't be any leads or sales made off no. of it, uh because it wasn't well thought out you got to really choose your influencers carefully it's not about so much the reach they have it's about it, it's much more about the relevancy or the congruency so yes. it, it's like, is that influencer really relevant to you? Hundred yeah. percent. And that leads me into to my next question to you is um obviously back in the day reach was everything. They just looked at follower accounts and that was kind of the best metric that was being used. And lately we see that obviously engagement's a lot more um more important because it really does go about the resonance and the relatability. So again, nano influencers is starting to gain a lot of traction, and I know you also speak a lot about nano influencers, um, Tom, on your social media. Why is there such a big hype about them at the moment? Okay, so there's a few different things to look at. Um, now, these terms—I just want to make it clear to your audience: these terms, nano influencer, micro influencer, all these things—these are artificial terms that have been created mm-hmm. by influencer marketing platforms. Um, not that they're bad terms. I mean, they can be helpful. Yeah, we just but, try to categorize them nicely so that clients understand. Yeah, it's and, yeah. and it's categorized based on reach. Yes. Okay, not on relevancy or congruency. So correct. Um, now, the reason that some of these influencers with smaller audiences are less reach, if you want to put it that mm-hmm. way. So let's let's think about somebody with five thousand followers on yeah. Instagram versus fifty thousand. Why would somebody? Why would you want to work with somebody with, with, who has five thousand followers as a first fifty thousand? Well, the answer is this: number one, that influencer is going to be less expensive to work with. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to pay them. Number one. Number two, the audience, because it's a smaller audience, is a more engaged audience statistically. So, and this is well-founded research now. I mean, I mean, there's been a yes. lot of research done on this. So, I'm not speaking out of my hat here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, influencers with smaller audiences are more engaged. And the reason for that is if you're commenting on, let's say you're a follower of one of the Jenners, like Kylie Jenner or something like that, mm-hmm. and she puts out a post on Instagram and you comment on it, you know that she's never going to respond to your particular comment. 100%. <laughs> she's got, a, I don't know, millions of followers, whatever on there. I mean, she's not going to notice your comment. No. But an influencer with 5,000 followers is probably going to notice your comment and 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 might might even respond to it. Yeah. So yeah. there's much more interaction, and there, it's much more human in that way. So it's not you're not speaking to a celebrity at this point or just commenting on a celebrity's post. Now you're 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 speaking to someone who's much more relatable to you. Uh, so that's why that is the way it is. So nano mm-hmm. influencers. Okay, so you'd have to cobble together more of them to get the reach, you know, of a of one influencer with fifty thousand. But again, I mean, what I would recommend people look at doing, if you're looking to to put together an influencer strategy, I would think in terms of it's nice to have some influencers with larger audiences, yeah. larger reach. Um, All right. But have some that have smaller followings as well, and they could go down to the smallest follow. I mean, I've worked with influencers with, you know, a thousand, two thousand followers on LinkedIn, for instance. Yeah. But they're really targeted. They really are experts in what they do, no, exactly. and they have the audience that I want to reach. So I always say that quality versus quantity. Yeah. I'd rather reach yes. fifty of the right people than reach a million of the wrong ones. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, spend you're, that you're just throwing grand, stuff eh? up against the wall. No, exactly. Yeah. 100%. Um, so, Tom, you make these amazing videos on your LinkedIn profile called uh, Influence Unpacked. I really enjoy them. 
for everyone listening, uh, they are very informative. Follow Tom on LinkedIn. True, true. true. Um, those videos just really kind of captures what's going on in the industry, gives tips, um, just kind of contextualizes things as well. And they're generally about five minutes or less, so they're great. In one of them, you talk about influencer fatigue that's setting in in society at the moment. Um, and we don't only see people gravitating towards communities offline, but now it's happening online and on social media as well. So we look at your WhatsApp groups, you look at your closed Facebook groups, so like all those dark social kind of communities that people are forming. Can you unpack that a bit more for us and also kind of how can brands use influencers to kind of gain access to those communities? Okay, so the influencer fatigue, the first part of the question, um, the fatigue is setting in because a lot of the influencers, especially in the consumer side of things on Instagram and YouTube and places like that, are doing way too much sponsored content. So yeah. they're, they're being paid to, you know, hype some product or talk about some products, some service, whatever it is. And people are starting to get a little tired of that. What they want is they want more of the regular content that the influencer puts out. So that's something that the influencers really got to be careful of in terms of the balancing. No, correct. How much sponsored content are they really willing to do? Because if you do too much, you're starting to sacrifice your audience. Yeah. Meaning yeah. your audience is going to start to turn off. They're not going to go check out your posts as much. They're not going to comment. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to share it. So these are things you got to really be careful of if you're an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's where the fatigue is setting in. Okay. Now that's more on the consumer side of things. The business to business side of things, that's not a problem at this point. It's not saturated um, yet. No, it's not, right? yeah. <laughs> not saturated yet. And like I like we just discussed, it's still very nascent. It's yeah. it's in its infantile stages. So it's it's just starting to come online now. Um the other aspect of it is the dark social. So People are starting to stop. You know, we talked about some of the social media platforms not really being trusted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're starting to figure out, you know what? We'll form our own group over here and we'll talk <laughs> about these things. And, you know, a lot of times the influencer will start the group. So it could be on Slack. It could be, on, you know, it could be on any of these platforms. Correct, right? It could yeah. even be on Facebook. It could be on Facebook, a very closed yeah. group on Facebook, you know, invite only. Uh so it, it could be any of these places. The, the way you're going to enter that conversation is through the influencer. So you're going to have to figure out who's doing that kind of thing. And the best yeah. way to figure that out is to start asking them, you know, are you seeing a lot of, you know, dark social uh, activity with your followers? And now mm. this is stuff that's always been going on. It's not anything new. I wanted to make that clear. too. No, so when I was working with bloggers back in 2008, 2009, the very beginning, Part of what we would never see as the brand is all of the emails that the influencer would get. So yeah. the influencer would get all email would get emails about these products that they're writing about. You know, it wouldn't it wouldn't appear in the form of comments because the person wanted to just reach out to them directly with some some questions. And what what happened was as I developed trust with the influencers, they would then start sharing some of those questions with me, and they'd say. Uh -huh. This is, you know, this is, you know, they'd reach out and they'd say, hey, Tom, you know, I, I've got some questions from a some of the followers. You know, these mm. are the kinds of questions I'm getting. Here's an example. Right. So then they would show me, you know, some of the emails they're getting. Now, and they would they wouldn't say who it was, but they would no. say this is the question, you know, so yeah. can you help me answer this? But that's right? so because interesting. I never thought about those kind of forms of communications with bloggers back in the day as kind of like the first form of dark social media. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you got to remember the social media was kind of well, dark wasn't media. a lot of it in those days. You know? <laughs> and it was all pretty public in those days. It wasn't really correct. You know, it wasn't it wasn't so private. There wasn't as much private stuff. But yeah. really, it's a matter of working with the influencers, gaining their trust, um, and then they're going to share with you where things are happening. They're going to say, you know, I have a, I, they might say, I have a private Slack group where I, where I yeah. you know, invite in some of my followers or, you know, wherever it happens to be or, you know, how they choose to do it. Um, you know, we have all known about comment pods, right? Yes. With Instagram. But what do you think that is? All those people are, st <laughs> you know, they've got a Slack group in there <laughs> and there's like 300 people and they're like, hey, you know, I'm putting out a new post on Tuesday. 
Can you guys go. all like, yeah. like it and comment it? I mean, well, that's dark social at work, right? True, true. Mm. But for the dark, for the dark side of the good things, it's not good social. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it really. I mean, comment pods worked for a while, but yeah, you, know, you got to think about. You know, the algorithms are getting smarter, so they're you know they're 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 being tuned as we go along, and they're being you know they're being taught, they're being told to look for relevant content not 100%. just any content yeah. yeah most of you know that influential is our podcast sponsor but did you know that my co-host and heads up the agency and that is the first ever boutique agency in south africa that specializes in developing strategy for influencer marketing and and the team are experts in the field and they've spent years warning their skills and knowledge about influencer marketing and at some of the country's biggest pr and media agencies the moment that you think you might want an influencer campaign, make sure to call or email them first because without strategy, you might not have the outcomes that you would like and are looking for. In addition to talking all things influence on this podcast and also puts together the fantastic influential newsletter that comes out every month. And this is another way for you to keep up to date with the industry. The link to latest newsletter is in the show notes. Check it out. And if you like, please subscribe. And's contact details are also on there. Let's keep the conversation flowing. So uh, when whenever there's um, an industry boom, you, you start to see a proliferation of uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Do you guys remember the, the gold rush if you were born here? <laughs> no, that, I was not there. <laughs> so so now we, we, we see this boom in the industry. How important is it? Uh, for tools and partner you use to execute influencer marketing campaigns. There's, there's quite a lot of them out there. So how do you narrow down to say, this is the best for me and this is the best that we can get from this basket? Well, that's a great question. Um, honestly, you could do a whole podcast episode just on tools. <laughs> we might invite <laughs> you back for that oh, one, We Tom. should. <laughs> you know, you know and that's, that's a great question. So I, uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's, I have some basic tools that I like to use. So there's a, you know, a couple of influencer marketing platforms that I will use. Some yeah. of the, you know, some of them are better at measuring the, the, the campaigns than others. Some of them are better at finding newer influencers than others. Uh, so I kind of switch back and forth depending upon what activity I'm, in, I'm engaged okay. in. Okay. Um, I use a tool called Hype Auditor which helps me to evaluate the quality of an influencer's audience, okay. Um, okay. especially on tool on platforms like Instagram and YouTube. So what Hype Auditor will help me determine is, you know, do they have a lot of mass followers? Do they have fake followers? Do they have, you know, what kind of, you know, what's the, what statistical engagement are they getting on their posts, yeah, yeah. Um, you know things like that, so I can get a snapshot of what that looks like. Another tool I use, and it's just a quick tool; it's not perfect, but a Twitter audit. So if a, if an influencer is on Twitter, yeah, I'll plug their handle into Twitter audit, and it'll come back and it'll tell me, you know, a percentage of the fo- what percentage of the followers are fakes. So oh, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, the thing to keep in mind with that, though is that just because an influencer has some fake followers on Twitter doesn't mean that they even know they're there. It doesn't mean they bought yes. them. Yeah. No, I, yeah, because bots kind of just like attach to everyone. Yeah. There's a certain yes, percentage that's, no, that's right? normal, they're sent right? Out, yeah, they're sent out and they attach themselves to hide, right? So the, the little bots go out and they hide. They hide <laughs> within you know, legitimate accounts and in terms of the followers, yeah. they just hide there. So, you know, that, but that will show me whether the influencer's cleaning it out occasionally, you know, it, it, look, now look, if it's, if there's like 50% of the Twitter followers fakes, that's a big problem. Then you know it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right? That's a problem. Yeah. Right? And I'd want to probably take a second look at that influencer. Yeah. yeah. Um, another tool I use is Social Blade because Social Blade will go in and, well, if you plug in the handle, it will evaluate um an influencer on different platforms so it could be youtube you know i'll double check with hype auditor but it could be like instagram okay. uh, twitter and a, and a bunch of other things what it shows me is it shows me the growth pattern over time of the followers ah. i was going to ask about that 
Yeah, because yeah. So a lot a- of people buy real followers these days, and then it doesn't pick it up as bots. So then you have the, to look yeah. at that growth yeah. kind of curve. Yeah, so these these services are getting smarter. Very. So <laughs> what they used to do is they would, if you bought the followers, they would just dump them into your account suddenly. Yeah. Right? So there'd be like, you'd go from like 5,000 followers to 25,000 followers like overnight. Now, just now, it's so crazy. if there's a spike yeah. like that in the graph, you're going to say to yourself, hmm, you know, what's going what's on going here? On, yeah. August, yeah. You know, on August 10th, <laughs> this person suddenly gained 20,000 new followers. I wonder how that happened. Christmas came right? early. So, yeah, they yeah. just went viral yeah. overnight. Yeah, they <laughs> just went viral. Now, that is possible. So you want to look up maybe, you know, maybe they were on a, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a very, you know, on a public TV program or something, and they were highlighted in a news yeah. morning segment or but something. But it's so and rare. They got, you know, but if not, then there's something fishy going on. Exactly. Right? So you want to look at that now the, the 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 farms are getting a little bit smarter these services are getting smarter so what yep. they do is they add the followers over time right and they'll tell you that they're like <laughs> well we're going to get you know we're going to space it out so it looks like a natural growth progression Sheesh. but in general you want to look for a natural growth progression and exactly yeah. if you investigate the influence enough and the kind of content they're producing you should be able to tell whether the followers are really engaging or not the other no, thing to exactly. look for is look at their accounts in ge- like specifically go to the instagram account mm-hmm. look at the comments are the comments just simple words with emojis like great job oh, or a face. million of the same comment yeah. <laughs> yes thumbs up yeah you know this is awesome you know things like that <laughs> the, the, a lot of those are, are probably bogus comments yeah yeah so you know and an engagement can be fake today Yes. What they have a harder time doing is faking something that sounds like it's really real. Meaning, no, exactly. gosh, that was a great review you did of the product. I really appreciate right. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, here, you know, what did you think about, you know, the the rims on that car? And you know, I yeah. mean, did they, you know, were they this or that or the tires on that car? You know, mm. comments like that are real. And you're going to want to look for that. You want to see how many real comments are probably in there. So, and you can get a sense of that pretty quickly by looking through a feed. Yeah. Like and and Tom, what are the biggest pitfalls marketers should look out for when working with influencers, and 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 how best do they they avoid these? Well, let me. All right. So, when you're first reaching out to an influencer, the the, the, the one thing you don't want to do. Let's start with a don't. <laughs> yeah. What you don't want to do is start the conversation about money. Yeah. So never, <laughs> never reach out and say, "Hey, you know, I've got you know three three thousand dollars. You know, here, you know, are you willing to post?" Because now the conversation put a is pin on that. going to be about money. Yes, it's no, not exactly. about yeah. you, your brand, the, a, developing a relationship. Um, you know, really, what I like to do is I like to develop relationships with influencers. Mm. So I yeah. want to, I want to figure out what makes them tick, and that requires reaching out to them and i you know if, if they're a larger influencer even some of the smaller ones i'll yeah. get on a skype call for 20 minutes yeah and talk to them and say hey so what have you been doing i find your feed really interesting you know yeah. it looks like you're posting some great content do you work with brands if so how do you like to work with them what what are you comfortable doing you know do you like to do instagram stories with the brands or do you prefer to do just posts um you know do you only do sponsored posts or do you know do you just you know, so it looks like you're, you're reviewing products. Are, are those all sponsored or, or not? I mean, yeah. it, really, if they are sponsored, they should be saying so today. Hi, yeah, um, look, there's a big debate going on in the world at the moment with the FTC and with us, the ARB, laying down the ground rules. So it's very clear. Yeah, and they, they you know, the, you should make sure that if you start working with influencers, that if you're sponsoring content, that they label it clearly as sponsored right up front. 100%. Yeah. You know, and because... And, and you know what? That's not bad. It's 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 better than trying to hide that it's sponsored because the audience is smart. We're all yeah. smart. Yeah. Well, yeah. Come on, we can tell whether something's <laughs> an ad or not. Come on. I mean, stop trying to pull the wool over our eyes. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> say, hey, 
No, I was sponsored by XYZ Company for this product. You know, I really do like it. I've tried exactly. it out. You know, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Okay, great. You know, I, I can deal with that. Exactly. Great. I always feel like be proud that brands are working with you and that you're picky about the brands that you align with. Yeah. There's nothing to hide there. Yeah. Well, that's a you, you just said something very important there. And that is that an influencer should be very picky about the brands yeah. they work with because they should be determined. They should know what their why is. Why are they even an influencer online? Why exactly. are they posting every day about something or every week, whatever it is they're doing, yeah. blogging, Instagram, YouTube, whatever they're doing. Why are they doing what they're doing? They should have a very clear idea about that. They should have a very firm set of values. Yeah. No, maybe they're maybe they're big into diversity. Maybe they're big into sustainability. Maybe they're big into, you know, some other topic that they're really really passionate about. They should stick to that, and not sacrifice those values just for some quick money. Hundred yeah. um, percent. It's it's better to turn down three deals and accept one, if that one is in alignment with your brand, yeah. your brand values, True. you as a person, and yeah. your, and the followers. It's your reputation at stake in the end of the day. <laughs> and you know what? Once you tarnish that, it's really hard to get it back. 100%. So that brings me to a very interesting one. One of your um, videos on Influence Unpacked, you also speak about how the word influencer has got a bit of a negative connotation to it at the moment. And we also see it in South Africa. Sometimes when you just mention the word influencer, some people pull a bit of a face because there's just been so much of bad influences or people pretending to be influencers. And we also see same as what you're saying in the States that a lot of them don't even want to be called influencers anymore if they're the real deal. Um, can you talk to us a bit more about that and what do influencers call themselves now? Great question. Um, it's, it's a loaded question because <laughs> some, <laughs> cause it some is. people out there are, some people out there have no problem saying, hey, I'm an influencer, blah, blah, blah. You know, here's my feed. Here's my yeah, account. Yeah, I see a uh, lot you know. in South Africa. Some even put in their bios in their social media influencer. And then I already have a red flag. Why are you having to tell people you are one? Well, that's just it. Um, it's, it's, it's become a thing in the sense that younger people now like let's say yeah. in high school or college or something now they're saying well i want to be an influencer like what does that mean <laughs> yeah, yeah but i don't really think they understand what it means all no. the time um it means uh developing a pant well if you, ha you have to be passionate about it you, you can't develop a passion i don't think no yeah, no no you can't yeah. passionate about something but you have to run it as a business so you have mm. to think of you have to think of yourself now as a business. And I think that a lot of them that are getting involved to think, well, I just got some followers and the brand's going to throw money at me. Yeah, easy peasy, right? And I'm going to have right? this great lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to travel around the world. I'm going <laughs> to go to you know Cape Town and I'm going to go to Morocco and they're going to send me here and there. Well, <laughs> Wonderful. I should uh, become an influencer, Tom. Yeah, the life of an influencer. <laughs> What they're not what they're not seeing is, is that all the work that goes into the back end yeah. of that. Yeah, so true. you know, somebody's got to arrange the flights, somebody's mm -hmm. gotta negotiate the deal, somebody's gotta you know, and a lot of the influencers now, the big ones, especially the, the big uh, fashion influencers, beauty influencers, travel influencers, they, they have professional photographers they've hired yeah. to come with them. Yeah. Now that sounds glamorous, but the problem is, is there's a lot of logistics yeah. to that yeah um so and a lot of people are turning off to the word because of the gold rush mentality that you guys mentioned earlier there's this idea that oh, i just become an influencer and it's going to be easy money well no <laughs> it's not going to be easy it's not going to be easy developing yeah. your strategy it's not going to it's not going to be easy like developing your following none of those things are going to be simple uh a lot of the people that i work with personally don't call themselves influencers they just don't. They, they'll say, I'm a speaker, I'm an author, right. um, yeah. I'm a business strategist, I'm a consultant. Uh, one of them who's, who's based there in the Netherlands, uh, up there in Euro Northern Europe, he'll refer to himself as a vlogger, a blogger, and a webinar host. Yeah. All right. um, you know, they'll refer to themselves as podcasters. Um, and But it's starting to trickle into the consumer sphere, too. It has, and, yeah. And, and, and a lot of them say, you know, I'm a, I'm a beauty consultant 
or I'm a travel consultant. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so they're starting to shy away from the term. Now, I don't think the term is going to go away. No. Nah. Because, as, you know, as marketers, we need to refer to this strategy as something. Right? Of course. So it, we need a collective marketing. noun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still makes sense. A gaggle uh, of influencers. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, but uh, a lot of them are now, they'll, they'll refer to themselves as bloggers. Yeah. Or, yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a vlogger, meaning video. I do video. I With us, we you know, see a lot of um, I'm a content producer. I'm a content creator mm-hmm. instead of influencer. Right. Yes, so that's another term. I'm a content creator, yeah. content producer. Yeah, uh, you know, I I and that's to sort of engender the idea that I'm creating something. Mm. I'm making something. I'm not just, you know, kind reaching an audience whatever. and like, yeah. selling them stuff. I'm. I'm actually because let's face it, content creation takes a lot of time. It's not simple. No, it's not always easy. Yeah. Uh, and if you're doing video, for instance, shooting the video is one thing. Then you got to edit the video. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Work comes into it, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah so but I think t- they want to. Re- they want to be recognized for that. Sure. No, exactly. Sure. And yeah. so they should. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And and so we we continue to see an exponential growth in the category despite all of those negatives that we we spoke about earlier. Why do you think it is so? Uh, That was a heavy cycle. Because because (laughs) it works. No, because it works. It does. No, that's huge. Yeah. You know, because because people, because brands, whether you're a solo entrepreneur or whether you're a small business or whether you're a a bigger brand, Mm. influencer marketing works. So it can help you. I mean, I remember, like, take the, you guys familiar with Tim Ferriss, the author of uh, Four Hour Work Week? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Four Hour Body and those things. He's got his own podcast and everything else. Yeah. Uh, Tim Ferriss is a proponent of the idea that, and I, I, I worked with him when I was at HP for a little bit, and he's a wonderful person, and um, it's exactly the way he presents himself to be. So he's very authentic. All right. Wonderful. Um, but Tim uh, made the point years ago that really you only need to find a few influential people to help you evangelize your brand and boom, you're True. off to the you're done. You're off yeah. and running. Yeah. So it's really a matter of finding those right people. It's not just anybody, you know, it's finding those Correct. right people. Yeah. And maybe that's, maybe that's, maybe you're going to find them at a conference. Maybe you're going to find them online. Maybe mm. you're going to find them in, Hey, locally, in your in your own town, there are probably local influencers that could help your business. Um, you know, if you've got a retail store, yeah. you know, yeah. I would recommend I would recommend look for local influencers in your community, and they're out there. Believe me, and yeah. and they're yeah. probably talking about you know the wonderful things about Johannesburg, the wonderful things about Cape Town, no, you know, exactly. whatever it is. Yeah, you know, they're talking about these things. These these you know, these local issues, these local topics, and you want to get involved in that conversation. So you really only need a few influencers to really get going. And then you can build upon it as you, as you, as you, as you expand outward, as you, as you move forward. So don't, it's important. I I emphasize, don't, you don't need a thousand influencers right up front. Maybe you just need a handful. Maybe it's just five, six, a dozen. Yeah, but that's the beauty um, of influence marketing for me is that you can test your strategy first and see if you're on the right track, and if it works, you find that sweet spot, and then you can go all in. Yeah, then you double down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like it's like Facebook ads, right? I mean, correct. The first (laughs) the first Facebook ad probably isn't going to hit the ball out of the park. No, right. It's it's probably not going to be a huge winner. So you're going to have to refine it. And but once you refine it to the point where it's now performing for you, mm-hmm. that it's the same concept. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly that. Tom, what are the big trends that you see emerging in 2020 in this space? I think that tools and reporting are going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, we're already seeing it now in 2018 to 20, yeah. 2019. But in 2020, these are going to get a lot better, I think. The, the next thing you're going to see is, uh, so the ROI will be a lot more trackable. Mm. All right. Um, everything that happens online is essentially trackable, whether you like <laughs> it or so not. It's so scary. I mean, it's, it's a good thing and a bad thing, right? But, uh, you know, it's like that old saying, um, 
the internet. You can find everything you want on the internet. Yep. Well, yeah. The bad thing is you can find everything you want on the internet, right? <laughs> it's I mean, so true. It's good and bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing is, is that you're going to see the rise of B2B influencer marketing. So yep. you're going to see more of these firms that are, you know, enterprises, uh, high technology, um, you know, servers, enterprise networking, enterprise storage, uh, digital transformation topic. All of these firms mm. are now getting much more involved in it, and that's going to be a good thing. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You're going to you're going to see the rise of uh, virtual influencers yes. or mm-hmm. uh, computer generated influencers CGI. That's already that's already happening. Yeah. It's already being experimented with. Uh, you're going to see more of that. I think that in the next five years or so, you're going to see brands really jump onto that mm-hmm. and they're going to create these virtual influencers that are almost indistinguishable from human beings oh, and that's so scary, they're going actually. to yeah they're going to be spokespeople but it's not that different when you think about it from you know uh cartoon character on a cereal <laughs> box no 100 yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's like tony the tiger for frost flakes I mean, <laughs> yeah that's a great analogy down there we in, do in South Africa, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 not unlike that. Now, granted, Tony the Tiger has no depth. All he does is say Frosted Flakes are great. <laughs> but, you know, but imagine if Tony the Tiger was a little bit more involved and would talk about, you know, how the cereal was made and why the not cereal exactly. might be good for you and yeah. how the cereal provides energy for you and athletes mm. that he works with. And, you know, uh, the, the athletes come on and, you know, maybe has a new show. Maybe he has a podcast, the Tony the Tiger podcast show. Yeah. Or maybe... You know, you, so Tony could be expanded out and, you know, used theoretically in all these different ways. Mm. Yeah. And you see that with, I don't know about you guys, but here in the United States, uh, you know, we have progressive insurance and those progressive insurance commercials where they have this, this person named Flo who, and then we have the, the gecko <coughs> guy, the little gecko lizard dude who's always, you know, popping in and talking about insurance. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there, there's things like that. I'm sure you've seen him in. Yeah. TV commercials down there where you guys are too, local ones, even yeah. regional. Um, you'll see that, but that's going to be expanded out. So that's going to involve, you know, big deep backstories. So there's going to be a whole history to the to the virtual influencer. Um, so that's that's going to be a thing going forward, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to see more of the regulatory stuff happen. So you're going to see. You're going to see influencers get wrapped on the knuckles more by some of these regulatory influencers. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have a ruler, and they're going to go, bam, yeah. you didn't you say do sponsored pose. Yeah, exactly. Take that down. You're going to get fined, Yeah, right? Um, we're going to see more of that, and I think that's going to help bring things into line. Uh, and I think influencer education is going to be a bigger thing. I mean, for yeah. the influencers themselves, uh, right now it's sort of, you know, it's kind of wild and woolly. They are out there. Ah, I can I can start to become an influencer. Well, yeah, I think exactly. More educational courses. I think universities are going to pro- yeah. probably start to help a little bit. With yeah. Some so of this. so are we are we going to move into an era where we begin to see um, the uh, a thinking influencer come into the fold, a more strategic influencer come into the fold? Yeah, you're going to see that. Yeah. Um, it's already happening now. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm some of the influencers that I work with on um, behalf of some of my clients, um, you know, they're very getting very involved in speaking opportunities. Okay. So you know, they, they start out as you know, speakers in smaller events and then they yeah. graduate to larger ones. And now they're now some of them are keynoting at, you know, some major conferences. Yeah, that's um, that's huge. So, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. So yeah. they're thinking in terms of, OK, I'm not just doing things on social media anymore yeah now i'm a speaker. but i'm involved 360 with yeah the brand, i'm yeah. writing books yeah. right i'm you know i'm advising i'm now getting on advisory panels or advisory boards of companies yeah um, you know, so it's going to be a much bigger thing now on the consumer side you know influencers are already developing their own brands yeah their own product lines exactly. right i mean we've seen that already and you're going to see that continue without a doubt yeah but I do think that there's going to be more of an emphasis from this from the influencer side on strategy for themselves, yeah. and the brands are going to start to understand that a longer term, always on strategy is better than one off campaigns. Whoa. So just yeah. hiring 
are sponsoring 200 influencers or 100 or 50 influencers for a campaign, they'll continue to do that. Yeah. But they're going to look more towards I want you know the brand is going to say I want a cadre of influencers that we have relationships with, long-term relationships. Exactly. With, yeah. You know that go out months, years. Right. Makes a lot and, more sense. And, you know they'll yeah. invite them into their headquarters, and you'll you'll, you'll it's, it's already happening with brands like L'Oreal. Mm. Uh, beauty brands like L'Oreal and some of the fashion brands. No, exactly. So, Tom, before we wrap up, do you have five top tips for South African marketers in the influencer marketing space? Okay, the five tips I'd give to you are pretty much what I'd give anybody else. Um, If you're looking to get involved with influencer marketing, the first thing you want to do is you want to make sure you have a very, very, very clear idea of why you want to use influencers Mm -hmm. or why you want to work with influencers. Yeah. So have that down. Write it down. Write down what it is that influencer marketing is going to do for your your shop, your mm-hmm. so, you know, your, your startup brand, your small company, your your enterprise, whatever yeah. it is. What is it that influencer is going to do for you that you can't get with other strategies? Be very clear about that. Uh, the second thing I would say is, is you're going to have to pick your influencers based on congruency and relevance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is much more important than how big an audience they have. Yep. Yeah. So be sure you do that. The, the third thing is make sure that those influencers resonate with the audiences. So Very make important. sure that they get quality engagement, not just thumbs up. Hey, yeah. that's great. No, I mean, <laughs> anybody can get that. that can yeah. Be yeah. So you don't. So you want to look for, for, for that. Um, the next thing is, is do not discount brand awareness. Mm-hmm. Right now in the influencer marketing community, lots of people are saying, well, brand awareness, is that's in the past. Now we're only looking no. to generate yeah, That's crazy talk. Remember, brand awareness is something you always have to do. Mm-hmm. You always have to keep people aware that you're out there. And influencers are a great way to do it and a very cost-effective way to do it. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is if you're going to focus on driving leads and sales, uh, even more importantly, you're going to want to find influencers that not only can drive the awareness, but can actually drive the sales. So you're really looking mm. for what kind of a reaction yeah. they can or an action that they can coax out of their audience or persuade their audience to yeah. take. So look at that really carefully um, and be sure to use some quality tools. Um, I don't like to necessarily endorse platforms because there's a lot of them out there yeah. um, and, and and some of them are really dependent upon your budget um, but be sure to use an influencer platform because it can make yeah. finding them a lot easier and then assessing them a lot easier but 100%. don't don't discount the manual part of it if you have a virtual person helping you or you have a you know virtual assistant or you have somebody on your staff or team mm-hmm. make sure they go in and look really carefully at the influencers content you know because if you're a family-oriented brand you know, that's catering to kids or something. Yeah. You don't want an influencer who's cussing a lot, right? Always <laughs> <laughs> yeah. chugging right? beers or, down at the bar every, every weekend. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you're going to want to probably stay away from that. So find influencers that align with your values. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you want to, and, and the only way to really figure that out is to look at their content really closely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So be sure to do that or be sure you train your team to do that because that is something that, Oh gosh, it can save you so much grief. One hundred percent. A little bit of homework. Yeah, uh, exactly. You'll walk, you, you know, because you'll. If there's any red flags with some of them, you know, you know put them in a in a watch file. Mm. You know, just yeah. watch them for a while and see yeah. how they develop. You know, um, if they're really out there and egregious, well, just push them off to the side and look for another one. Because there's a lot of different influencers out there. Don't be put off just because the ones you think you need to work with are. You know, yeah. I don't know, and don't align with you. There's plenty to choose from, so don't let that worry you. Yeah. Those are fantastic tips. Thank you, Tom. Yes, thank you. You're Tom, welcome. thank you so much for covering our time to speak to us and uh, for all the insights and the pearls of influencer yes. marketing wisdom. Thank you. Where, where can people find you? Online, on social media, and everywhere else in between? Yeah, okay. So you could find me on uh, social media, um, on Twitter, on T. Augenthaler, T is in Tom. My last name, Augenthaler, I know it's long. We'll um, put it in we'll the show put it notes. In the show notes. <laughs> Don't worry. Put it in yeah. the show notes. Right? Yeah. My, yeah. Uh, my handle on LinkedIn is the same. It's T. Augenthaler. Um, my, uh, my, my 
video series on LinkedIn is uh, hashtag video, uh, excuse me, influence unpacked. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so you can find all my videos. If you just, you know, plug in that hashtag. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can find my website. My website is the influence marketer dot com. Yeah. So on there, I have a blog and other resources and things like that that people can delve into. Amazing. Okay. And for influence on marketing strategy, where do they find you? You can find us at Influential SA on mm. Twitter and on LinkedIn. Please mm. follow us. And then um, personally at Anne Dolly all across the board because I'm consistent like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and please, uh, let's get this conversation going on our new Facebook page, Influencer Marketing. Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing. Talk to us. Talk tell us, us what you think. Tell us what's happening in your own little corner or big corner of influencer marketing. <laughs> Let's share tips, review. Tell us what you think. Tell us who would you you would like to be a guest, isn't it? No, exactly. Yeah. Tell us who you want to hear. If you want to be on, let us know. Let us know. And um, also, happy festive season to everyone. Yes, it's been a great year. And what a way to cap off our exactly. year. This is the last one for the year. Yeah. So look out for us. Come back 2020. Bigger but and better. Bigger and better. But yeah. thank you for all your support over the year. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and next year is just going to be bigger and better. Yeah. Tom, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tom. We really, Thanks, really appreciate guys. your time. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. It oh, has yeah. been. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and find another way to get you back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm in. Wonderful. Thank you, Yippee. Have a great one, Tom. Yeah. So everybody else at home, in your cars, wherever you are, enjoy your festive season. We love you. We love you. And thank you so much for your support. Please be safe. Rest up for yeah. next year. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.